This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina, who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people. Welcome to the Dave Leary Show. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember that these opinions that are shared are those of the individuals and not of any agency, organization, or other entity, unless otherwise specified. Also, if you're a minor, please check with your parent and or guardian as you need to have permission to listen to these podcasts. We will potentially talk about violent subject matter, sexual content, and difficulties human beings face on their day-to-day lives in recovery. Tonight we have Megan with us, and Megan is going to actually tell us her story, her whole story. She's not going to leave anything out, and she's going to tell it from the time she was an infant until now. It's going to be a while. So you only have about 20 years to get through. Cuddle in. Yeah, cuddle in. Got about 20 years to get through. I'm only 20. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you make friends with your guests, when you don't know them very well. Right? Yeah. And Megan's (laughs) going to share some music with us, too, off and on throughout the podcast. Megan, please tell us about yourself. Well, I am a mom. I have two beautiful daughters, and they are 11 and 7, and I am married, and I am a piano teacher, and I have a full studio of, I think, 38 students, kids and adults, and I feel very blessed to get to make music daily. Mm And uh, I am also a singer-songwriter mm-hmm. who, in the closet, I'm in the closet about being a singer-songwriter. <laughs> uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think that if, if, the, if everybody's heard you sing, they would not think you're in the closet no, about it. You're very kind. You have an incredible voice. Well, thank you. Um, well, I'm, I'm starting to come out a bit more. Mm-hmm. And actually, this year, I'm making it my goal to finally do some professional recording. So, oh, cool. So, yeah, woo, I'm going to do it. I really need to like build myself up a lot. Yeah. Because it's uh, really scary. Oh shit! But it's I'm really I'm very like excited to hear that. Oh thanks. Yeah. yeah. I think the first time I asked you like if there's anything that we can post for you or something like that, you were like, not really. I don't, I don't have really. anything. Yeah, I don't have anything. That's exactly what you said. <laughs> I have my iPhone recordings. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's far out because yeah. I could I can't believe it. Like I can't believe mm. you're not seriously like we've had we've had people come through. Um, like the recovery ministry through the years and yeah. and some of them some of them had albums and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like but should they have had albums? <laughs> like, <laughs> and well, do, i'm not i'm not yes, suggesting that yes, i'm a musician yeah. right mm-hmm, like don't get me wrong mm-hmm. i'm not suggesting that but if if i had made it a cd people would say should you have <laughs> right like they would have <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but should you have? Yeah, exactly. Have? And that's why I haven't. Right. I just don't want that, Dave. Should you have? <laughs> I get that all the time with other stuff. I don't need it with music. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Oh no, you. not at all, not at all. 
yeah, so those are probably like the, the you know, main signposts of my current mm -hmm. identity, mm -hmm. which, you know, has changed a lot over the years. Everybody's has. Um, I, let's see. I didn't plan on any of this. Mm. I had an interesting conversation with one of my students who's, um, she's 15 now. Oh, living on a prayer. Hey, we're halfway there. I have I no idea what that was, under Matt. Here. It's probably the, it's probably oh, the radio. A... <laughs> and um, Darcy, you have to leave that in there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sure. <laughs> uh, yes, I didn't plan any of this. None of this was planned. Uh, it was a big, my life feels often just like a big rolling, what's next? Yeah. And uh, it was interesting talking to this young person about, you know, what might be next for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was kind of asking me some questions. She was like, well, what did, like, what did you, what did you do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I made it through high school, which was good. And um, I kind of had, I was invested in some places and not in others. And I struggled and um, I used pot through most of high school and most of my early 20s, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I struggle with mental health. I have an anxiety disorder and mm. I've lived with depression for most of my life. Um, and I'm on medication for that now. And I was, I was, I kind of began my journey with pharmaceutical medication around my last couple of years of high school because mm -hmm. I wasn't coping with the pressure and which is insane to me. You know, when I think about kids today and I think, mm. oh my gosh, what are we doing <laughs> to these young people yeah. that they feel so under so much pressure mm -hmm. that they have to use marijuana or that they have to use, um, you know, pharmaceutical mm -hmm. medication to survive their life, their lives, yeah. to yeah. survive their life. And so I'm grateful for um, drugs because of all kinds, because mm -hmm. they saved my life. Yeah. But they didn't, you know, they stopped serving a purpose at a certain point, don't they? Mm -hmm. And then we have to, we have to let them go. So, um, right, used, uh, made it through high school, decided I was going to promptly, um, oh, I experienced sexual assault right mm -hmm. at the very end of high school, which was very traumatizing to me at the oh, time. Sure. And sorry. thank you. Uh, took a lot of years to unpack that and unpack the way we talk about it as a culture. Um, and it, despite naming it as sexual assault, I believed and still on bad days, continue to believe that I should have just done things differently. And if I had done things differently, it wouldn't have happened. And therefore, it's really my fault at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, so still still dealing with that doesn't go away. Yeah, it does. For me. Uh, promptly moved in with a much older man. Which was really terrible. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Why was it terrible? It's a terrible idea. Oh, he's, you know, was not a good guy. He's no. not a good man. And wasn't you a good were young, man. right? I was 18 when, oh, he, when I moved in with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, lived with him for two years, much to my parents' grave dismay. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided I was going to um, 
do some school. So I did a diploma music program at Mount Royal, um, dropped out due to debilitating performance anxiety. Uh, then, um, you know, bummed around for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> and wasted a bunch of time. And then I decided I was going to go to university and did a whole bunch of cool stuff at university. I loved my time there. I went to the UOC and mm-hmm. I did religious studies, which was totally rad, and women's studies. And I figured out a bit about who I was and made some cool friends and mm-hmm. actually ended up meeting my husband there. Cool. Um, he seems like a nice dude. He's a pretty good dude. Yeah. Yeah. We it's, like really we got nice a good guy. thing going on. We do. We do. It's not perfect. Wow. It's it's hard a lot of times. I but, bet. But it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. Um, let's see. What's next? What did we do next? Well, oh, yeah. I got knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> I got knocked up. So that Man, was an interesting journey. I've heard a lot of stories yeah. like that. I start this that same way this week. Well... I got knocked up and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did. yeah, yeah. Boy, was that interesting? <laughs> I think, you know, I how mean, old were you when you had your, well, first I was 26, child. I was 26. So I wasn't yeah. a total baby, Yeah. but I was still very much living as a, as a baby. Yeah. You know, I was living in a, a tiny, tiny apartment, smoking way too many cigarettes, drinking way too much alcohol, uh, using pot. Um, I had to quit everything. I remember mm-hmm. I remember the night I was holding that stick in my hand and Alan was in the other room and I was just holding that stick in my hand and I was like, I am going to smoke so many cigarettes tonight because tomorrow I can't smoke anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make yourself sick smoking all night? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember. I think I just cried and cried and uh-huh. cried and cried and cried. I mean, I just... We had that was not in the cards. We'd we'd only been together a few months, and um, you know we got pregnant. Just I don't even know how it was like immaculate conception because we were de- no. I'm kidding. It sounds like it, <laughs> it sounds like you were visited by three ghosts. Oh, wait, okay. that's a different story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting because I would say that the, I, this is cool because you didn't give me any questions, nothing before I came, and I thought I yeah. kind of I actually checked. I was like, did he send me questions? Or something no. was I supposed to prepare? No, and so now you're. So I just have carte blanche to like run with this, mm-hmm. and I'm really intrigued by the things that are like kind of coming up. Like, what am I choosing to tell today mm-hmm. about my life? I guess that's why you do it like that. Hey? Totally. Yeah, because uh, you just figured really, me out. Yeah, it was super. Yeah. These are defining moments, like what I'm saying. You know, mm-hmm. this assault after high school, yeah. very defining. You know, mm-hmm. probably four of my first songs that I wrote. Really came out of me about yeah. that yeah and uh yeah you know and just like i'm constantly processing i watched this show um called unbelievable have you heard about this oh my god well don't watch it if you're faint of heart because it's brutal it's a true story about a serial rapist who um one of his first victims was a very young woman uh from the foster system who was mm-hmm. living in kind of a halfway house situation and he broke into her apartment, brutalized her, uh, took photos, you know, mm. all of this stuff. But he was so clean. He took away all of the DNA. It was like he had never been there. And there mm. was no sign of forced entry. She phoned the police, reported this all. Anyway, long story short, uh, first they believed her. And then the detectives handled the situation so poorly that she ended up retracting. And her whole life was just destroyed. Where was this? 
In the States. Okay. It happened in the States. I can't remember the town it was in. I, uh, not that that's important because we but, all know what happens everywhere. But watching her go through this time of everybody saying, how could you? How mm. could you lie to us? How could you do this? Was because I didn't um, report the assault. Mm. And that's ultimately what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I was destroyed by mm-hmm. watching this show. I mean, I think my husband held me and I cried for like mm-hmm. an hour because it was just everything came up. I was like, that's what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If I said, and if I went yep. through, I just couldn't do it. I just was like, I'm just going to go home mm-hmm. and I'm just going to, it's going to be fine. And we're just gonna, yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not fine. Yeah, but anyway, not. so defining moment. And then, yeah, getting pregnant out of, out of the blue, out of, well, out of the blue, like I didn't know how pregnancy, I, I knew how the <laughs> birds and the bees worked. It was immaculate conception. I know, it was immaculate conception. I was the virgin. You were a virgin. <laughs> he was a virgin. You guys <laughs> we were, were virgins. All virgins. We've established this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, defining moment uh, in my life for sure. What am I going to do? Mm. What are we going to do? And I just, you know, whatever, still quiet, still small voice inside said, well, you're a mom, going to be a mom now. Mm. So I, you know, and I'm so glad. She's yeah. such an incredible person. And I, um, my children have saved my life. <laughs> really? No pressure, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's not, we're not counting on you, but only you. <laughs> yeah. You know, they have, and they continue to do so day after yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, when you can't get out of bed because of your depression mm-hmm. or your anxiety is running full tilt and mm-hmm. you can't manage whatever it is, going to the grocery store, yeah. dealing with the broken car, you have kids. And they need you, and you just do it. Yeah. You dig deep, and you do it. Mm-hmm. I know lots of people don't, but I did. Yeah. I managed to. And so they were just, I guess, what, what I needed to dig in and go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- yeah, because sometimes like they just come as a uh, an unplanned, unscheduled gift to, to, oh. to just change direction, right? Because you, you can't help but change direction. Totally. New them. track. Yeah. Go this way now. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Cool. I'm glad you were able to get out of bed and like keep doing stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Because I, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but I have depression as well. So they're I depressing. have seen you post that on Facebook. Oh yeah. yeah. And we've talked about yeah, stuff yeah. too, I think here, but yeah. it's uh, so yeah, like I, I can, I can relate to that, but I can also see for me, it was the opposite. Mm. I avoided having children because of it. I don't want to pass it on to anybody. Mm. I, I'm not well, saying that you. Other, I did. Yeah. Oh no, I 100% passed it on. Hooray. <laughs> well done. You know. Yeah. Yes, this part of my genetic code definitely needs to continue. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's just what that's where my brain went when I was younger, right? I was like, I just don't want to pass on my filth to people. But that's because I feel pretty filthy, right? Like it wasn't mm. like I was. It's just how yeah. I felt. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting though that it, it pulled you out. Well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you still find that today? Oh part yeah, of, part of the, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it gets easier mm-hmm. the more you do it. But I tell my kids every single night and every single morning that they are my gift. They mm-hmm. are my gift from God, and I am so grateful for them, and I love them so much. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, my youngest has now got been diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna go like find a therapist for her. And it just it's like okay, well, how old is she? Seven. Oh man. Seven. Isn't that tough, eh? It's really hard. Yeah. Mm, my heart is breaking. And then my, my oldest daughter has um, ADHD and mm. uh, 
some like a learning disability and so it's not for the faint of heart this parenting business yeah, i tell no you doubt. it is not for the faint of heart but no doubt. worth it yeah well you might be able to convince him because <laughs> he has a child <laughs> he's like i know yeah oh it's good yeah it's but good. i'm like mm, whatever yeah whatever. <laughs> i'm just kidding kids are awesome <clears throat> yeah and well and but Sometimes I think of Floyd like that same thing, though, because when I got him seven years ago, I can't believe it's been seven years now, but I got him in 2013. And like ever since then, he's been a connection for yeah. me, right? Like yeah. when I broke my back, he was just like there and he was always with me mm. and and just Cute always. Cat. Yeah, he was always making me bleed, but he's still, <laughs> but you still bond, right? Like Over the blood. Over the blood. Yeah. yeah. Well, because we're both meat eaters, him and I. So, you know, mm-hmm. we bond over blood. <laughs> but yeah, Floyd was like my anchor, kind of, right? For when I was alone lots. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I guess I just compared my cat to your kids. Or no, Darcy. Well, people does. do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. And in our heads, parents are always just like, sorry, but your cat is not like a kid. Yeah, no, and I get, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I know that because so my good. cat, I can ignore my cat for hours. You just left your cat at home tonight, didn't you? Just yeah, all by itself. Yeah. I even looked at him and said, dude, you're the man of the house. You make sure that other cat. You make sure that other cat doesn't mess around. Hey, if she starts messing around, you beat her up. Nice. Yeah, she'll kick his ass. <laughs> awesome. So, I, man, I got lots of questions now. Maybe we should take a break and have Ooh. some music. Would you like have to play some, some music? Would sure. You, would you Would you mind playing <clears throat> some music that you wrote, respective to your, to what happened to you? Ooh. To your assault. I'm going to call it what it is. I was almost <clears throat> trying to find a, a pleasant way to no, say it, no, but there no, isn't No, 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 there one. isn't. Nope. There's Having no been a victim way. myself, so. Yeah. Yeah, as mm. a child. But yeah. Not that that's different. Why did I say as a child as though it's somehow different? But, <sighs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's, there's, um, <laughs> there, it, it is different. Mm-hmm. It is different. And um, every, well, everyone is different mm-hmm. and every assault is different mm-hmm. and every experience is different, but there are some things in common. And mm-hmm. I think it's worth looking for the things in common yeah. without erasing the differences, yeah. if we can do that, yeah. you know? And I think we can. Yeah. And I do think, you know, some are worse than others. And of like course, ignoring yeah. that truth isn't good either. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> it's not the same. So yeah. um, let's see. I didn't prepare... Uh, I didn't prepare. You can play whatever you want. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm gonna think on it, but maybe I'll do something else first. Sure. Yeah. Please. I was gonna do the song I did in in service because I because I, I prepared it. Yeah, and that was Bill's song. That's Bill's song. Yeah. So I'll just introduce it a little bit. Yeah, please. Because yeah. I was gonna ask you how it became yeah, Bill's song. Yeah, how so. it became Bill's song. Well, um, so. Okay, you got to be careful not to tell other people's stories here. So I'm going to try and dance around it a little bit and just tell my story and how Bill is in it. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'm in the closet about being a singer-songwriter. It's <laughs> so funny. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> your voice, seriously, Aww. when you're singing in there, you can hear you from up here or downstairs. Well, it's a beautiful I'm loud, voice. is what you're saying. Definitely loud. <laughs> Um, okay, so I didn't, uh, I very tentatively, like little baby steps, started writing songs right mm-hmm. after my youngest was born. So that would be just eight years ago. Oh, okay. 
Um, I've been playing music since I was a young child, and I have sung in choirs, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never, 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 never sung a solo. Uh, as I mentioned, also debilitating anxiety caused me to drop out of college mm-hmm. uh, about performance. And so I started singing these little songs that, to my kids or to myself as ways to cope with life, mm-hmm. being home with young children, uh, not like because I got pregnant in my last year of university, I worked in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I had no career aspirations at all. And mm-hmm. then I found myself in this situation. I was like, well, I don't just want to be a stay at home mom forever. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, of course not. but it's not for me because mm-hmm. I really learned quickly that I found it very isolating mm-hmm. and I didn't feel appreciated. And you know, yeah. I'm sure everybody feels that way. Who's who's in that position? I, I don't think, and to be honest and fair, like I don't think you can appreciate a, a mother enough. Mm. So I think it's probably why mothers feel unappreciated. Mm. It's a thankless yeah. job. Oh, sure, it <laughs> and sure it is. never ends. Yeah, and so is being a dad. Like <clears throat> so is being mm-hmm. a dad. But so I'm I'm home with my kids. I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with direction. Um, you know, coming to grips with all kinds of stuff all the time, and I find these little songs just. Mm-hmm. bubbling up out of me almost like I kind of like a burp and then you're like oh just get back in there you know because I was like I am not a songwriter and then they just sort of kept coming and I would sing them while I was folding the laundry and then I would sort of you know like try something at the piano a little bit mm-hmm. and I would just sort of fiddle around and these songs started to develop and um, at the time I was attending uh, the church where Bill worked um, or I'm not sure if he worked. Anyway, he was there at the church. And I would come and play the piano here and sing. Just like as a way to get out of the house mm. sometimes in the evenings, away from the kids and just sort of do something on my own. Yeah. And Bill would sit in the front pew and draw. And then I would stop and he would tell me how beautiful and wonderful it was. And then Mm. I would just go again. I would just do some more. And over the years, a couple of years of doing that, you know, he would just say, really got to sing for someone else. Like, Mm. you should really share this with someone else. And I was like, no, 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 just, it's fine. You can just be my only audience. Mm. (laughs) You just like to play. I just wanted to play and I just needed to play. Mm. It just was, it was just, it was almost beyond, uh, like a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. It was. It really was almost like you just just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And I just had no idea how it was going to develop beyond that. So anyway, um, during this time, which I mean, it was a very creative time. I think because mm-hmm. it was just like every day almost was just I was just churning wow. out songs. Yeah. And Bill went through some things in his life with his work, and. Uh, the lines I think that I really appreciate the most in the song are, um, they said you shouldn't act the way that you did. I guess they don't make mistakes like me and you. Mm. Um, I want to rip the labels off the files and make a great big pile on the floor and no one will be able to tell who anybody is anymore. Mm. And I think about those words a lot because we do need labels and I've experienced with my kids that like a diagnosis for example Mm -hmm. can be really helpful can get you what you need but it can also be the worst Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) double-edged sword yeah it's totally a double-edged sword um and yeah the song is about 
learning what it is to be codependent as well, mm-hmm. which I, I loved that I had chosen to do it today. That was perfect. And that was the conversation. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Because it really is about learning how to walk beside somebody mm-hmm. and have empathy and be there with them. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. Yeah. And that's it. That's where it ends. You don't have to do anything else. Mm-hmm. You just need to be there. Yeah. Be like a mirror, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'll sing. you 
Holy smokes. <laughs> it sounded so freaking good. Yeah, man. Oh, you guys are great. I just hang out with you guys all the time. For sure. <laughs> we're not yet because we're not used to hanging around people who are classy like that. <laughs> yeah, people who have talent. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I don't spend good. enough time around people who are talented, obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, thank you so much for sharing that mm. uh, song with us. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, so what else do you want to talk about? What motivates your music? Do you, do you find like the most... Yeah. When mm. do you feel at your most creative, I should say? Well, well, two times. One, when I am feeling overwhelmed with love. Mm and in a great place and uh, like I just need to express um, I do write a lot of uh, like relig- God songs I call uh-huh. them I write a lot yeah. of God songs um, and part of that is because that's really been the only place that I share music mm-hmm. and so it's you know <laughs> it tends to uh, that's a good point yeah it tends to be kind of directing yeah directing where I'm going yeah. um, I guess the other time of course is when i'm in pain mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> when i'm working through something that's yeah, yeah. the extreme ends of the, of the yeah. yeah yeah and that's actually the, the other song that i thought i would share today is, is a god song cool we don't mind god up in um, here we're all right you don't mind god up in here no yeah, no cool, no cool god's good with us um i came to be consider myself a christian like five minutes ago no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only uh, way it could last. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I know, right? Five minutes ago. Because um, <clears throat> I did not grow up in the church um, at all. And then I started attending a Presbyterian church. It's so funny because when I look back on like the reasons why I started going to that church, it was mainly because I wanted to sing. <laughs> right on. And I was like, sweet, I'm going to go and sing some hymns. Mm-hmm. And that's a time that... But I don't think that I really identify that as, mm-hmm. as a main reason. But I went and I just would stand in the back and I would sing harmony in the hymns with everybody else singing. And I was like, that's what I really needed. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted to go. And I wanted so much more from that church yeah. than they could ever give because yeah. they just aren't set up for newcomers. And Isn't that's, that's I think, a real problem with some of the old institutions mm-hmm. is that they aren't set up for somebody walking in the door and going, hey, I think I might like to get to know this. Mm-hmm. thing this jesus or god mm-hmm. or this story or this yeah. bible or this whatever whatever is intriguing to whoever walks in that door there should be somebody there going cool let's talk about yeah. it yeah, <laughs> yeah let me help you understand let or, me help you because yeah. i remember asking questions of the uh of the i think they call them a minister or reverend um there and and he just seemed to not have any time for my silly questions no, i remember right? i said what is the son of man what is this son of man business mm-hmm. that I keep reading about in the Bible? It doesn't make any sense. And yeah. he was just like, oh, it's just a term for Jesus. And I was like, oh, it's a very short answer. <laughs> yeah, but at least he didn't give you it's the mystery of God. It's God's mystery. We don't know the answer, though, therefore it's God's mystery. <laughs> oh, I know. Isn't it, doesn't it suck that sometimes that truly is the only answer? Because <laughs> it really is. Just, we have no sorry, idea. Sorry, that's it. Yeah, yeah that's all yeah. you get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so church is a good place to come for mm-hmm. music and uh, but anyway that church um, 
did not so much as expel me when I became pregnant, uh, but it was uncomfortable yeah. to be there. Because Alan oh, and I that's actually, a shame. yeah, we did split up for a while yeah. when I was pregnant with Ella, and uh, um, yeah, they, it was very uncomfortable. Anyway, mm. so I stopped going to that church, and then uh, took a break for a number of years, and sort of just like I don't know, would not have ever called myself a Christian. Mm. And felt actually very uncomfortable with that word because so many people who call themselves Christians are just not who I would want to aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, we could, that's a whole other conversation, but I, I don't think that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I'm going to avoid the one down just, that rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Just leave that aside. <laughs> yeah. We'll push that off to the side. <laughs> so then I ended up coming to uh, a United Church for a long time. And I would say that that is the main... Um, place where my where my music developed Mm -hmm. but again not a lot of my faith i mean a little Mm -hmm. bit i learned from people right i made relationships with people and the way they spoke and you know the Mm -hmm. this um a lot of several lovely people who i'm still have relationships with Mm -hmm. and i just love to listen to how they speak about god Mm -hmm. because i just want that I want to have that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of my music is actually me sort of like throwing out a net. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just being like, just want to catch some of this because I need it so (laughs) bad. I just want it. I want to understand. I want to rely. I want to have faith. Mm -hmm. I want, and then I want very much to um, have other people get that Mm -hmm. too. I want to put it out and give some of what my mm-hmm. tiny bit of understanding and the tiny sliver of peace that I've, you know, been blessed with. Yeah. I want to share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. It's so cheesy. It's not it cheesy. It's very cheesy. It, it's it's what we do. Yeah. That's what it's like for me when I'm at my, when I feel my best with my music, mm-hmm. it's because I feel that it's a message worth sharing. Yeah. It's a message that some people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Even if one person hears that message and feels some relief yeah. or gains some understanding into their own pain and struggle, mm-hmm. then I feel then it's all worth it. Yeah. Right? All of the hours and mm-hmm. all of the self-doubt and all of the, you know, wondering and worrying if I should bother doing any of this mm-hmm. or, you know, what am I doing anyway? Like, Yeah, what's really, going to happen? You know? Yeah, yeah, what's going to happen? Well, I don't have control over any yeah. of that, right? Yeah. So I write music. Uh, for God, I write music for my kids. Mm-hmm. I write music for my husband. They're mostly angry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny because they always start off super angry. Yeah. And then by the end of it, it's like, we're so great for each other. I love you so much. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm literally working through the arc of an argument. I love in a, it. In a song. That's good, though. Yeah. If, if a song can do a complete arc, that's a good song. <laughs> you go from sorry. like yeah. angry to I love you. Totally, 100%. Yeah, a lot of the like love songs are, are very much like that. Or right just on. like, look at this train wreck that is my life. Thank God I have you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. So <laughs> now I'm just thinking about a train wreck. There's a friend of mine, we actually call her that. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's her, like her train, nickname. Train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah, I feel, I feel her. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. It, it's either it's either train wreck or uh, what is it? Um, tire fire. I like that. Tire fire. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's tire fire. That's, I say dumpster fire. Dumpster it's fire. The dumpster yeah. fire. That is. <laughs> it's not really. I have yeah. a great life. Feel well, very, yeah. I feel but very sometimes it feels life. like a dumpster oh, fire. Oh my goodness. You can have ever. a fantastic life and still have days where you're like, who's 
ridiculousness is this that I'm a part of here, right? Like, yeah, 100%. that's far out. Yeah. Um, so, so you can't obviously take a whole day when you get when you're when depression hits, right? No. So, yeah. so what do you do to cope with that? As a mom, right? <sighs> yes. Okay. So the thing is, on the day of, there's a few things you can do, mm. but depression and anxiety. This is a daily thing. Mm-hmm. You got to know what you need to do daily, day in and day out, mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. Yeah. That is the biggest lesson I have learned. Yeah. I need to go for my walk. Mm-hmm. I need to take my dog out to the park, and we need to be outside together. Mm-hmm. I can be with a person. That's okay, too. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, I prefer to be on my own. Yeah. I Sometimes I go through phases where I listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. but most of the time, no. Yeah. me and the footsteps crunching in the snow or whatever you know mm-hmm. that's very important to my mental health yeah. i think getting outside and and being with d- animals is also very good mm-hmm. and then i do yoga i almost do nice. yoga every day but i do take some days off yeah uh i know i should be in way better shape <laughs> what are you are you in bad shape no no but i'm often just like if i do yoga every day i feel like i should be like Anyway, whatever. I'm like, why like am should, I not in better shape? Yeah, you should be in full lotus and levitate <laughs> yeah, kind just, of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just not it doesn't work like that, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh have to eat well. Mm-hmm. And um and then oh yes, the uh, the really important thing that I've just learned in the last couple of years is you have to have something on your calendar to look forward to mm-hmm. that is not work or uh, responsibility. Yeah, some something fun. else. Yeah. yeah, some fun, preferably with other people. Yeah, I think um, because I don't often, especially after I'm done my day and I finish teaching every day at eight o'clock. And so I often say I have two jobs. Like I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I have my life job, and then I start teaching at three, and you know, and then I have my job job. Um, well, I guess everybody's kind of like that, hey? Yeah. Well, um, schedules vary. Yeah. yeah. So then. Um, I don't want to plan anything. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that I have something on the book and I have to make myself get out the door Yeah. to go do it. And that's tough midweek at 8, you know, at 8.30. Yeah. But I do it and uh, it is life-saving, life-altering. Mm-hmm. So those are the things. I mean, the thing that I've learned the most is you've got to have a strong routine. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to have things built in and you can't tell yourself you're too busy to do those things. Yeah. You just, you've got to do them. And if, yeah. if the dishes don't get done instead, then so okay, that's yeah. fine. You did your walk or whatever it is. Yeah. And then on the day of, drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. Drink lots of water. Bring the breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring the breath and reach out. Right? Yeah. That's hard for me, though, the reaching out because I... Um, Usually if I'm in, in a depressive state or I'm having a good deal of anxiety, I uh, <clears throat> hate myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel really unworthy of uh, any kindness. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm not good enough for this. I've yeah. been a terrible mother. I've been a terrible partner. What? I've been a terrible pedo. I've been a terrible everything. I'm just garbage. I'm a garbage <laughs> yeah. human. And so you don't think, well, I'm going to reach out and tell somebody what a garbage human I am. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. like, I better just stay home yeah. because I'm garbage and nobody wants to be around mm-hmm. me. And uh, yeah, so that's the hardest thing is to reach out. But yeah. I do have a really good partner in that regard. Yeah, I was going to ask you how, he's, yeah. how he is able to support you. 
Well, uh, he is phenomenal at just letting me uh, be wherever I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm in a dark place, he's like there with me. And if I'm in a good place, he's there with me too. Yeah. Um, He's not a big talker. Like he doesn't Mm -hmm. try to like get in there and like, you know, but he'll listen for a long time. And he will actively listen to, which is good. I think the thing that impresses me the most about him, though, um, is that he's ve- he's very good at like identifying other, what other people's emotional state mm-hmm. may be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'll be convinced that somebody is like hating on me. Yeah. You know, like because of their actions, and he's like, oh, it sounds like, you know, it's actually this. Mm-hmm. Like he seems to have a real good insight into. Yeah. More of a balanced yeah, insight. Yeah, a bit more balanced, yeah. right? When you're too close, then it's yeah can be um, yeah can be too hard to see. Mm-hmm. You become convinced, convinced that everyone's out to get you. Yeah, <laughs> not out to get you, but just like not happy with you. Yeah. That's probably where, where and that you're failing yeah, everything. You're failing at everything, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're letting everybody down. It's important to have that support from the partner, though, right? Like to be yeah. able, at least to be able to, and I didn't realize it, but this last holidays, um, I had a little bit of a breakdown. Mm. And Heather just like, she asked me what I needed. And, and I said, I don't know. And she said, can I lay with you? And I said, sure. Well, I'm going to have a talk. Right? Yeah. Like, and it was just so nice, right? Like, because I've, I've never been with another human that I've shared that with, right? Like, yeah. I never got to that point. So, um, it's always alone yeah and it always seemed like being alone was the best way to be right yeah so i would purposely and i don't know if you do this still but i i would purposely just isolate from all my friends even though they're all supportive and yeah um, but i didn't know that until i started reaching out right right but um so good i'm glad you reach out Mm -hmm. even though it's the hardest thing to do yeah yeah i'm pretty good at it now yeah, I know. It takes, it takes a practice. Though. It does. It is practice. That's <clears throat> yeah. what it is. You just yeah. have to do a little bit and a little bit and yeah. a little bit, and it starts to become kind of normal mm-hmm. for you to do. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, I still really do struggle or manage, let's say, anxiety. I mm-hmm. really, it's very real in my life. And mm-hmm. I, I went through a time just um, kind of in October, uh, August, September, where it reared its head again. Oh, yeah, it was just right there. And it was um, sort of surrounding food and Mm. eating. And I had developed some disordered Mm. eating patterns that needed addressing. Yeah. And they, you know, they were probably always there, but in different ways. And, you know, that was really... It's just like, it's exhausting sometimes when you've been dealing with this for your whole life, mm-hmm. right? You're just like, again? Yeah. Ugh. Every day? <laughs> Forever? Yeah. It just feels, I mean. It's fucking daunting. It is. Yeah. It's really daunting. And you're like, I thought I did this. Mm-hmm. I thought I did this already. Yeah. Didn't think I had to do it again and again. And again. Yeah, exactly. So, it, yeah, it came back, but I... um got a good doctor mm-hmm. <laughs> i have a good doctor nice for the first time makes just, all the difference oh and i've told her so yeah i just think she is the best doctor she is such a good listener she's so willing to hear all of my silly well mm-hmm. some silly some not so silly concerns yeah. you know mm-hmm. you want to talk about poop she'll talk about poop <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah 
Well, let's talk about talk poop then, because I like talking I about poop. I don't want to. I don't want to talk right, about it. All right, fine. But just saying, Darcy you loves should talk about it with your doctor, though, because yeah. it's important. Okay, Darcy, did you hear that? To be healthy. No more asking me questions about your poop. <laughs> you got to call your doctor. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's making a note. Okay, uh, dear diary. Down and talk to your doctor <laughs> about yeah. your BMs. <laughs> Darcy's writing in his diary over there. Dear diary, Dave's a dick. <laughs> the diary saying what's new yeah yeah go to your doctor yeah talk to a doctor gosh definitely go to a doctor it's a good idea it's a good first yeah. step and the first time i was really honest with my doctor mm-hmm. and he's been our family doctor forever mm-hmm. like since long before i even came yeah. back to canada yeah. but he he's just such a nice down-to-earth human right yeah. like that he makes it he made it easy for for me to be honest with him about like my addictions and okay. stuff like that and actually have conversations with him through the years. So he's been really good. Good. Um, but <laughs> the last time I went in there, it was about three, well, in a panic anyway, it was about three years ago Okay. when I started taking meds for my depression because I had always ignored it and mm-hmm. just said, nope, I can deal with this because oh. yep. um, all that bullshit, right? Yeah. And, but I couldn't and I went into his office. <laughs> And he had never seen me like this before, but I went in his office and I, I finally, when they invited me into the room, I'm waiting in there and I'm just like, I could probably jump out of this window, but I'd only get hurt. So I was like sitting there doing that when he came in and, and he goes, what's going on, Dave? Cause he's never seen me kind of like messed up like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, usually by the time I get to him, I'm already come down a bit and I've talked to like my sponsor or whoever. Okay. And, uh, but this time I just didn't cause I was like. I was like in shock and close to dying. Like I knew I was going to take my life. So I, this mm. was three, three and a half years ago. And I just went, I sat down and, and he came in and I was sitting there and I just looked at him and I went, if we don't do something about my depression, I'm going to leave here and take my life. That was the first time I'd ever said it like straightforward to someone in front of me because I knew the the risk is you get locked up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've never said it because I don't want to get locked up. But this time I knew I was going to die. So I'm like, I'm either getting locked up or dying. So fine, locked up. But he was like, just, he just said, well, why don't we talk about it? And we'll make sure that you don't leave here until we take care of what's going on. Uh, And it was such uh, a, yeah, right? Like what a wonderful thing for a doctor to say. Thank goodness. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. We'll see what we can do about it. Right. Like he didn't get on the phone right away and say, okay, cops come get him. Get the paddy wagon. Get the paddy wagon. He's going (laughs) to take his life. Yeah. He was just genuine and he was concerned and. That was when I started on the meds, right? Feeling like you have a plan is very important. Yeah, it is important. And somebody's watching, mm-hmm. and they're going to make sure and check yeah. in. And, you you know, yeah. yeah. I go see my doctor almost every month. Do you? Good. <laughs> but that's so nice, though, right? Yeah. We talk about how things are going. Yeah? <laughs> yes. yeah but that's awesome. I see yeah. somebody at least once yeah. a month, too. Yeah. Not my doctor, but someone yeah. else, yeah. right? It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you And do you find it helps like when you get to go every month and check in? Very. Well, we've been doing some different things with medication, and that's why it's been kind of, we've been doing checking yeah. in more frequently. Mm-hmm. But I do find it helps, yeah. Just yeah. knowing that she's like on my side mm-hmm. and that she's got a plan and she's checking, Yeah. right? She's like going to ask me these questions and we're going to talk about it and I can bring stuff up. And yeah, it's very, it's very important. Yeah. When I've been in those really low places and gone in i mean nothing's gonna really get fixed that day no of course not but just knowing that you're gonna 
start taking steps. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to try this now. We're going to yeah. do, you know. Yeah, I did start taking like a second antidepressants. I now take mm-hmm. two antidepressants. I'm on two. I'm the queen of, of antidepressants. Well, um, I am too a queen then because I, yes. I too am on two. Yes, I take one two. One in the morning and one at night. Yeah, yeah, me too. Right on. Um, and if you then, can see us right now, we're like pretty happy that we're both taking two, just so you guys know. We're doing good. Yeah. We're like, yes, two, yes. Antidepressants, go. Medication, yes. I believe in it. I do. Me for too. me, it's it's saved my life for sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. And so as a seven-year-old, when mm. when diagnosed with anxiety disorder or just... Yeah, an, yeah they or, call it GAD, Generalized general. Anxiety Disor- yeah. Disorder. So yeah. what kind of treatment options do they have for a seven-year-old? Mm, it's just like behavioral and therapy stuff, yeah. yeah. So play therapy they, stuff and... yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to go and see, um, yeah, like a child psychologist mm. and try and um, keep it short and sweet. I'm going to suggest that we do four sessions because I think that's about yeah. what we can afford. Yeah. And yeah, it's um, expensive. Yeah. Um, this, the one that I've been recommended to, like, we'll go together. Okay. And then hopefully together we can learn some strategies mm-hmm. and some things that we can start working on yeah. on a daily basis to help with the... Because she started having panic attacks at school. Jeez, my poor kids. It's so sad. That is so sad. It's so sad. Yeah, I just went in on Thursday and she they thought she was having an allergic reaction because they said she's itchy and hot all over and she can't breathe. We think she might be having an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I I thought, well, that's like extremely unlikely. I mean, she yeah. didn't eat. I sent her to school with all the food. I said, has she eaten anything? She doesn't have any allergies. Yeah. Right. And so I took Brandadryl with me just in case. But no, she was having she yeah. was having a panic attack. But when you're seven, you don't know what a panic attack is. Yeah. Right? You're just telling the symptoms. You're just basically. like, oh, and then everybody's asking, well, did you eat anything? And you know, it yeah. starts getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So uh, yeah, poor little thing. That's too bad. Talked her down. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get through it. Yeah. Just like we get through everything else. Of course you will. One thing at a time. Yeah. You yeah. can only do it one at a time, right? That's right. It all comes at you all at once. Yeah. But then you just pick one thing mm-hmm. and do it. Yeah. <laughs> and do it. <laughs> and do it. Yeah. That's do you as a as a mom, and you might have a thought on this too, Darcy. You're not a mom, but you're a dad. Um as a as a mom. Well, hey, some people out there might not know. They might Darcy think, is a I could be. Could be. Yeah. And I'm, some I, women have deep voices. We don't know. That's right. Absolutely. So, so as parents, when <laughs> when you're, um, when that happens with children, do you do you think about like why it's happening so young to kids? Because it's not just your kids. It's a, there's a lot of kids that are having a lot of trouble yeah. with anxiety and depression. Yeah. I do. I'm mad at the world. Is that kind of where, that's what I was thinking? Like, is it? Yeah. Oh, and well, first I'm mad at myself, David. Why? Because of course it's my fault, oh. right? How could it not be? I am her mother. Mm-hmm. It's one hundred percent my fault. Different? I should have parented her better. I should have caught this sooner. You should have sat I still should... more often when you were pregnant. Probably. Not. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Just in case you guys are wondering, we're joking out there. Like seriously. Don't do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the, that's fault. my first go-to. Yeah. My first go-to is it's all me. Mm-hmm. How have I fucked this up so bad? Mm-hmm. And uh, how am I going to fix it? Yeah. Right? Um, 
And then, you know, in when I'm feeling a little healthier, yeah. <laughs> I move beyond that to, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm for sure like mad at the world that we live in such a sick place yeah. that, I mean, unless I want to yank her out of everything and mm-hmm. do this other route, which I'm not sure, yeah. it's not for us. I don't, I have opinions about certain uh, ways that kids are homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like... I don't think that's the I that's really the answer either. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't just remove ourselves from everything that causes anxiety, yeah. right? I that's mean, right. that's not a way to participate in community with humans. I don't so think so. Yeah. This is where we are. Yeah. This is how it is. Yeah. Just I mean, find ways mm-hmm. to cope. Find ways to deal. Yeah. I think we've come a long way. Oh, for sure we have. From when our you know, when my parents mm-hmm. were kids. And yeah. the ways that we talk to children about fears and anxieties Much different. And, and the yeah. way they're coping with things. I mean, we just, we really do have a very different yeah. way of dealing with that now. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And I think, I think <laughs> really part good. of why we have such a good way of dealing with it now is because we have to deal with it so often, right? Yeah. Whereas like maybe 50 years ago, kids didn't have anxiety. And if they did, they were like, they were probably treated differently because we understand it as much we had a total negligible understanding of that stuff oh yeah i think you're right yeah and so over the last few years or not few years but maybe 20 30 years we've been able we've had this like really fast adaptation to all these disorders Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. i think rightfully so because we're all scared that i mean if if you're a parent in, in this on this world right now you have to wonder whether it's the very society that we're a part of making kids this anxious, which is exactly what I, I believe there's more correlation there because even like psychologists and stuff and neurologists, they realize now that after like five years old, kids don't get their shit from home. They get their, their um, socialization from nowadays anyway, like Instagram, whatever their kids are into these days. Um, but they get that they get it more from their friends, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, in school, yeah, yeah, and in school or wherever they happen to be. And I guess mm-hmm. if they're at home school, then it's their parents, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. or siblings. But it's such a, I just I think that we're just creating a, a basically a, an environment which needs anxiety, because if you're not anxious, you're not hustling, which mm-hmm. is another thing that bothers me about kids talking about hustling, like yeah. they're a bunch of gangsters. Jeez. Oh, we're hustling all day at school. Like at school, you're hustling. What are you hustling at school? Yeah. <laughs> like go to school, do your work, your school work. Go home, do whatever else kids do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand no. it anymore. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, but I am, as a uncle and an observer of the planet, I definitely think the environments that we are living in mm. just create anxiety, even yeah. for people who don't have it. Yep. Yep. But, Anyway. I think you could be right. Or I could be wrong. And you know what? No, it's okay. I've been wrong before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and today, probably. <laughs> and you'll be wrong again. And I will be wrong again. Absolutely. Oh, so indeed. what other song were you thinking about playing for us? Well, I've, my mind is sort of like swimming with options now. Oh, good. After we've been talking. But I do think I'm going to do a God song. All right. Cool. Yeah. Let's get um, some God up in here. It's all good. Let's get some God up in here. Okay. I so, mean, he's a, God's already here, but we'll play some songs for him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is um, a song. It's called Promise of You. And it is 
it's a God song. And I wrote it. Um, so I ended up uh, bringing a sexual harassment complaint up in, in a professional capacity. And um, this is about that. So it's not like it's about a bunch of things, but it's about learning <clears throat> to speak your truth and to, in speaking that truth, be saved. Um, because when we're honest, and mm -hmm. this is all recovery talk, right? When we're honest, yeah. then we give uh, we give over to that mm -hmm. higher power. So that's really what this song is about. Cool. Yeah. it mean to be saved saved from the thoughts running through me what does it mean to be
are so so nice. <laughs> Thank you very much. That that brings me to another question, though. Can we hook that up so she can just stay there? Because I think you want to sing some more, don't you? Well, I we're out of time. Sure you want to oh, absolutely. One more would be great, but I okay. um, sure? can. It's fine. Yeah, you'll be able to hear. Okay. No, it's good. There. Okay, all right. So, as you were singing that song, I am like obviously blown away, but I can tell like I'm watching your face, right? And every time you say "My God," it's like this. Uh, something wells up inside you, right? Yeah. So like, tell me, how is it to sing that? Well, when I'm writing these songs, sometimes I'm crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's not a lot like singing. Yeah. It's more like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, sort of how it's first sounds, and then it gets refined. It gets refined. <laughs> and I mean, the thing that a lot of people, if you're not an artist or a performer, then you maybe aren't thinking about all of the hours mm. that go into. Yeah. Um, so for me to tap into the emotion is easy because mm -hmm. it's right there. Yeah. But it has to be a little bit removed because yeah. nobody wants to watch me blubbering. <laughs> right? Wailing. Yeah. yeah. Right? You want to yeah. hear the singing in the yeah. words, right? So it, sure. is, it is a little bit of... But it's very... It's there for me for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In all of... And when I'm singing my songs for 100%, yeah. it's... Yeah. They're very, you know, and any time that I'm feeling good about wanting to share my music, it's because I've thought, no, oh, I have something to say mm -hmm. and somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. I don't know if everybody needs to hear it, but somebody needs yeah. to hear this message and I should say it so they, yeah. can, so they can hear it. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. could just feel like a very deep connection to your faith there with that song. Mm. It was very lovely. I was like, this is one of those things. This is why faith is so important, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and faith in something it doesn't matter what it's in, right. what you what you call your God or what your God looks like. It's just faith, right? That mm -hmm. connection to that and the relationship. I think is what really comes from that. Is from hearing the song is how deep your relationship to God must be. Oh right? wow, my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, some of the most I want it. I want it. I am thirsty for it, and I am searching for it. One hundred percent. I want. I want to know what that would be like. Mm -hmm. I don't know how deep it is. I'm working. I don't know. I feel. I'm looking deep. for it, man. <laughs> I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that what you're looking yeah. for is causing you to look, right? So. Yeah, that's searching. Yeah. That's seeking. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. And so, huh. what? Let's just close it on a song, then. Let's do. Uh, Megan, thank you so much for coming. Thank How, you for having me. It's been so fun. Yeah. You know what, David? You are just a really excellent at this. I can see oh. why this podcast has been going for so long. Because you you. you've made me feel so comfortable and so welcome to share my heart. And So thank you for having oh, me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so pleasure. much. Thanks yeah. for saying that, too. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Totally. And so you take us away. This is, this is it. Uh, man, um, what was I going to say? Nothing. Let's just let you sing. Nothing. I got nothing to say. Uh, you know, I was going to, like, as we were chatting earlier, I was thinking of this, this song that I'm, one of the songs that's kind of newest. and But it's sort of sad. Like, it's a little bit, it's a painful song. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to close on a, oh, on okay. a painful song. I'm going to close on something that I wrote for my students. Oh, wow. Which I think I've done already um, at a service here. Oh, maybe, but. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah called Go Easy. 
You know, that's kind of funny because there's a saying in our in AA that says, easy does it. Go easy. The AA folks, man, they know their yep. stuff. They got some shit right, I guess, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so this is a song I wrote for my students. When I see my little ones and my big ones, because I have some adult students too, and adult students, oh boy, you want to see self-flagellation. <laughs> Witness an adult student. Whipping themselves. Uh, taking lessons. Yeah. yeah. Because there's we have these expectations of ourselves that sometimes are unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Or even if they are realistic, we haven't met, you know, for whatever reason. Because mm-hmm. life happens. Um, so this is, it's a few things. Like, I really like to think of it in a few different ways. One way is, this is God singing to you. Mm-hmm. Hey, little one. <laughs> Go easy on yourself. Yeah. You know, it's you you are already redeemed. Mm. Just oh, live in that for a minute, right? Mm. And then the other way is as as a loving parent to their child. Yeah. Yeah. Or as for me, as as a loving teacher to their student. Mm-hmm. Right? Very cool. So that's uh, called Go Easy. Go little 
Thank you for tuning in this week to the Voices in Recovery podcast. Please stay tuned every Wednesday as we air another episode. Thank you for your time. And please, if you're in trouble, reach out. If you need to contact us at www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or you can look for us on Facebook under Freedom's Path Recovery Society. Thank you again for tuning in. Please stay tuned for upcoming groups, activities, and podcasts.